my wife keeps flirting with her coworker, and now it's getting out of hand. Am I the asshole for telling her to end it? You know, it was cool when it was just like, oh, hey, have you been like eating out, working good? And then when it's like, hey, I want to have your children. That kind of was like a little bit too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When it was like when it went from, hey, can we go eat out together to, hey, can you eat me out? Uh, That's what I do. You know, those two words are just very, very critical. Very important. Critical, critical, critical. So. My wife and I have been together for 10 years, married for nearly five, and we have a three-year-old son. We are fairly happy, though have been having couples counseling for six months as we found being parents very difficult. We've been making a lot of progress with our communication lately, but today that all fell apart. My wife has autistic traits, which run in both of our families, and I have ADHD, so we are a neurodivergent couple, and that's probably relevant here. It's lame to be a neurotypical couple now. <laughs> Got to be neurodivergent. It's true. Got to flex that ADHD, baby. You have ADHD. Me? Yeah? ADD yeah. technically, if you want to get really, really technical. ADD. What's the difference? Um, I think uh, ADHD, and there's different types too. Uh, I think because my mom is like, she can get hyper-focused, but can get like huh. physical things can distract her. So like looking at a fly in the classroom. Um, and then for me, yeah. harder to focus, uh, harder to hyper focus, but not as much trouble yeah. in a, like extreme type setting. Interesting. My mom definitely has ADHD or something. She has yeah. something. I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> <laughs> something we had a whole co- Our family had a whole conversation about how my mom has ADHD and passed it on to <laughs> us. Um, love you, mom. All right. My wife recently moved back into our shared office as we both work from home. Today, she hopped on a video call with a guy from work who she is friends with, and I stepped out to take a quick call about something. After my call was finished, I just sat scrolling Reddit for a bit, but could hear their conversation, and it made me increasingly more uncomfortable. My wife sounded like a completely different person. She would touch and giggle before she said anything. She was constantly joking with him every sentence. She was energetic, and it all sounded so incredibly flirty. Hmm. You know what they say, if you can make her cheeks laugh and giggle, then you can make her cheeks clap and jiggle and jiggle. That is what they say. Clap and jiggle. I mean, that's what they say. Common knowledge. And it rhymes. That means it's true. So it's if you can make her cheeks laugh and giggle and giggle, then you can also make her cheeks clap and jiggle. (laughs) He He had called her not for anything work related, but to tell her he had taken a new job in the city closest to us. Why are you so close? Red flag number two. He currently lives far away. She said things like, do me a favor when that contract comes, just rip it up so you don't have to leave. And as long as you were always available for me on Microsoft Teams, and they went on to confirm they had each other on WhatsApp, et cetera, all the while joking about various things and giggling in a way that I never hear her do ever. That contract ain't the only thing coming. Oh, dude. That's rough, dude. Do we think she's like, do we think she's truly cheating right now? Are we? She's into him. She's into him for sure. But like, right? Like probably like into him a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Maybe whether it's whether she's acting on it or not, you know. Like, I'm, I'm not like, I don't think there's anything like malicious, but like, you know, yeah. she, she could be like, also, just maybe it's like into him in a friendly way. 100%. Know? But I definitely can understand as a husband, if he's like a total dud 
and has never made his wife laugh <laughs> once. And this guy comes along and her cheeks are laughing and jiggling um, and giggling. Then, you know, we've had rough. a lot of milkworm husbands lately. Yeah. Milkworm husbands. dude. What's the deal? They were talking for 20 minutes and I almost started to record them so she could hear herself back. But they said goodbye just after I started. It just made me feel so gross listening to it. This isn't the first time I've noticed their flirtiness, and I brought it up last year after she started that new job. They were calling each other outside work hours, and she added him on the PlayStation, and they would sit and game together in the evenings, chatting away with the same giggly, flirty tone. She was talking about him a lot and telling me lots of really personal things about his childhood and parents and stuff. It caused issues when I brought it up that it made me uncomfortable, especially one night when we were supposed to have time together, but she just forgot and spent the night playing with him. Oh, yeah, she was playing with him all right. Oh, God. Oh, God. John, John was set up too perfectly for that one, dude. Oh, guys, you got to stop setting me up. <laughs> also, this is the reason this is like this situation is basically the reason that I broke up with my ex-girlfriend. Like that's basically this ex exact kind of thing, except she was touching him more than this Ooh. guy. She denies flirting at all and just says he's a work friend. Around that time, she traveled to the central office, and I know he had invited her for dinner at his place, which hadn't happened at the end, I think, because I said I wasn't comfortable with that. They did end up still going for dinner in the city together, though, as friends. What? Okay, so the husband is uncomfortable with getting a dinner, all three of you together, so it's like, oh, hey, no worries. I'll just go just by myself. Like, that's better for him. Bro, he invited her to dinner at his place. Also, did he invite like, all three of them? On. Around that time, she traveled to the central office, and I know he had invited her for dinner at his place. But it didn't happen because he was uncomfortable with it. Yo. This is some, like, emotional cheating we got. Yeah, right here, it's looking least. a little sus. Right? It's looking a little sus, dude. The thing is, I'm not a jealous person. Over the years, my wife has had a few crushes, one of them being my uni roommate, who's like a younger brother to me. It's kind of a running joke that they both fancy each other a bit, and I genuinely don't mind and think it's funny. We joke about one day having a threesome with him, etc. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I do know that she is prone to the occasional crush, and I don't take it seriously, but have once or twice over the decade felt like I have had to point out some boundaries. I think, again, like nothing is... There's not necessarily anything wrong with this kind of behavior unless it crosses a boundary yes. that like you guys have set together. Like with my ex-girlfriend, like she was like super flirty with this guy. And I'm like, yo, like this is getting a little bit too much. I'm like, just don't stay at his apartment like after midnight. And then like two days later, she was out of his apartment like way past midnight. And I'm like, we just made that rule. I, I got to break up with you. And so uh, and it was like it was already like a occurring thing. But like we established a rule and then once that rule was crossed, that boundary was crossed, it was like, okay, then it makes sense. Like you don't, you're not respecting the boundaries we've created together. Yeah, Sam, I don't know if, if, if you've been in a similar position, but sometimes I'll be like overly friendly to someone and like maybe that other person interprets it. And sometimes a partner has been like, oh, hey, yeah. don't like, you know, that's maybe a little bit too much. Or did you notice this at? Dude, literally every Tuesday, it's like John is coming on. To oh, me, dude, I swear. It's, it's bad, bro. 10 hours just, <laughs> just straight staring into each other's eyes, reading the deepest, Nyla darkest secrets. Is like, he's always laughing and giggling. And <laughs> you know what they say when the face cheeks g g uh, giggle? <laughs> that's right, baby. The secret's out. Oh, man. <laughs> 
the content people oh, live man. for. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. It's like I, I feel like you're a super like you, you have that like, golden retriever energy. And so you want to just like be nice to yeah. everyone and it can be missing. Exactly. So back to today. After they finished their call, I said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? When I then said that she probably wouldn't like what I was about to say, she immediately got defensive and walked off and said she wasn't going to have this conversation. Since I hadn't even said anything yet, that intuitively tells me that some part of her knows that the way she was talking was probably a bit inappropriate. I think he's probably right. I got upset and said I was feeling uncomfortable with the way she was talking with him again, that it sounds like heavy flirting to me, that I would feel uncomfortable if I talk to another woman at work like that, or if a girl talked to me like that, even as a clueless guy, I would be getting a strong vibe that she fancies me, that I feel hurt by it, and that if she talked like that to me, it would be a, gr oh man, and that if she talked like that to me, it would be a dream come true. Oh, 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 my guy. Brutal, brutal. She basically dismissed it all very defensively, and she said she wasn't flirting at all, that I just didn't want her to be friends with him, that she doesn't understand what she's done wrong, and that she's fed up with me being like this, even though I haven't spoken to her about this since last summer and never been jealous in our 10-year relationship. I feel like I'm, I felt like I'm being gaslit as it seems like such obvious flirting, and she's dismissing it as all in my head. It's caused a massive argument. I'm willing to admit that me getting upset about it is likely due to some insecurity. But at the same time, I feel like I know what I saw and heard and that I'm an understanding person. I'm okay with crushing, but this crosses a line. I should be able to say that, no? I think it's likely something to do with my wife's autistic traits and not understanding the social norms or boundaries. I don't know. She doesn't realize how flirty she's being sometimes. I think that's definitely true. I wish she would flirt with me by accident a bit more. Is it okay for me to feel upset by this or am I being controlling or rational? There is a fat, juicy, thick update, but what do you think? Like, is OP being unreasonable here? Um, and also like, I think also, I, I think she is right where she's like, hey, I don't know what boundary I crossed. And I think it's helpful to, to point to specific things that she's doing. They're like, hey, that specific thing made me uncomfortable because just saying like you're flirting it's like what does that even mean yeah a hundred percent like like op used the word obvious right but it's like obvious this could be very different to two different people but if op is like yo these are my boundaries and this is where it happened in the past can we like come together and like mm -hmm. figure out a way to where you know this cannot happen and i can not be hurt and i feel like the the hard part is uh uh op's it's wife right yeah op's, OP's wife, yeah. wife is not really coming to the table and being like okay, yeah, let's like figure out where I can kind of like, you know, yeah. do do better to not not hurt you, you know, maybe even unintentionally. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like Opie's wife is just like putting the wall up and, and being defensive about it. Yeah, which is a little telling too. like that, that that feels like a little sus. But you know, like when I when I was going through this, I was like, hey, like, don't spend time at his apartment past midnight don't like touch his chest or like arms. Like it was like, like stuff that like, or don't feed him <laughs> out of a spoon <laughs> directly in his mouth. I talked to John about this when it was happening. It was like, I was, I was like, dude, this is fucking sus as fuck. Um, and like, I, and I don't think she was doing any of that intentionally, which I don't think OP's wife even is, is being totally, intentional yeah. about it necessarily. Yeah. Like it could be like totally innocent and she's just like, you know, but what she's not doing is she's not setting herself up 
for success in terms of miscommunicating something to this yeah. guy, right? Um, this guy is probably getting the wrong impression if she's trying to be loyal to her husband. And so I think pointing out very specific things that she's doing to be like, hey, this is bothering me. This is why you're crossing a line can be helpful. And then if she crosses them, then it's just like, hey, like you cross a line here, like, and we, we agreed on yeah. this. And then it's much easier to make a decision from there. And I feel like that's what ended up happening to, with me, where it's like, I, we made these rules together and then she immediately crossed them. And it was like very easy for me to be like, okay, like this is not a relationship that I want to be in anymore. Yeah. Right. And I think OP could maybe do the same. Yeah. The bottom line is like OP's getting hurt because of this. And from, you know, yeah. it, you, you never fully know, but from everything in the way that OP has broken it down, it seems like he's pretty reasonable. He literally jokes about his friend having a threesome with his wife. Like this dude seems like yeah. pretty yeah. chill, all things considered. Barely chill. But yeah. I don't think the dude deserves yeah. this. I would love to know for some of the like the women in our audience, like what you think about this situation. Do you think OP is overreacting? Put your answers in the comments, but there is a freaking juicy. Oh boy. Give it to into. me. Give it to me. I ended up showing my wife the post that I had written and it was so incredibly validating to feel like I wasn't going insane. Okay. So I guess the Reddit community came together and be like, yo, Come on. We had a really difficult conversation about it all, and we both were so angry at each other until she told me the truth. In a rather heated moment, she kind of venomously said something like, I like talking to him because when I do, I feel happy and relaxed, like I can be myself, which is something I can never feel when I'm around you. I'm almost like, just cheat on me. <laughs> I'm like, just just just, just yeah. get freaking pounded like whoa wow ow damn oh my god oh that hurts that, that hurts tough. me that hurts me this really made me sad and i instantly wasn't angry anymore i just apologized and told her how that's just what i wanted her to feel around me again that feeling of being herself is something she had lost after becoming a mom and the difficult few years we've had in COVID. We don't have and never have had any help being parents from our extended families and so never have time together for ourselves. She didn't have any feelings for him beyond a friend and I do think she was genuinely being naive and also a little willingly ignorant about him pushing boundaries. A few examples which came out after we talked about it. He had asked her to come back to her hotel room to continue chatting after the work party, for example. This was also due to her autism as well, not fully understanding where the boundary is. But when we looked at the big picture, she could see and did admit that she had unwittingly begun down the path of some kind of emotional affair, which I think we kind of like talked about too. What she didn't really know was a thing. She took responsibility for this and did stop talking to the guy and told him that she would only be talking to him if required to for work purposes from then on. He left that job shortly after, so that was also easier for us. Funnily enough, it did come out that after he left, he had made some advances and been awkward with a few other of my wife's colleagues. People noticed at work that my wife had stopped being friendly with him and was asked, was it because he was being awkward with you as well kind of thing. We talked a lot in counseling about it. I think a massive problem that I had to acknowledge was that she had got to a place where she expected me to be angry and irritated by things because that is definitely something I have struggled with. So she had begun hiding stuff in fear of how I would respond. She didn't feel like she could come talk to me about stuff. When she did admit to her wrongdoing and acknowledge she had begun to push me away and prioritize things above our relationship, 
She was surprised at how kind and patient and forgiving I was. I was surprised too. We kind of figured out that a lot of the anger and irritation was often because I could tell that I wasn't getting the whole truth. That's all I wanted, her to be straight with me so I know where I stand. That and my feelings to be acknowledged, both of which are kind of a massive trigger for me. So it's kind of like this emotional affair actually brought them closer together. Closer what was together. that one Redditor say? Cheating yeah. helps a relationship. <laughs> Cheating <laughs> oh, makes God. a relationship stronger. Oh, God. We started doing things like having a take back of the day where if one of us said or did something we later regretted, then we could apologize and call it our take back. And we both agreed that we would forgive and forget those with no exceptions. We found that worked amazingly to develop compassion and understanding for one another. We also began working on having date nights every Friday and having difficult conversations with 100% honesty while we sat together, looking at each other and holding hands so that we were connecting and feeling listened to. This was prescribed by our therapist because she told us about how when we both get triggered, we have a tendency to disassociate and we don't look at each other and turn away from each other and get stuck in a place where we can't hear what the other is saying. That was really tricky at times, but we've gotten pretty good at it now. And whenever we start struggling, we are very conscious to make physical contact and look at each other so we can hear and be heard. We took a break from counseling over the summer holidays because we decided we needed some time to process and we ended up having an amazing summer. We went back for a therapy session last week, which we thought was about starting a second round. We were a bit nervous because we've been so happy and didn't want to stir anything up, but the therapist could see how happy and good things have been. So she told us not to come back unless we want to in the future. And it's true. We have been the happiest we have ever been. We are really close again. Our communication is so much better. Our understanding and compassion for each other and our quirks, triggers, etc., is at an all-time high. We look out for when the other is struggling and step in when we can't. When we miss it and the other has a meltdown or says or does something unkind, we are much better able to forgive and forget it using our takebacks and just have more understanding and compassion for each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think it's fair to say that although some boundaries were being crossed, my wife was only at the very beginning of the path that leads to a full-blown emotional affair. Nothing had really happened, and there were no feelings my wife had beyond exciting friendship and someone who was giving me nice attention, though he definitely had ulterior motives. So we were lucky to catch it when we did. That being said, the root cause was definitely our bad communication, negative behavioral loops that we had gotten into, and the degradation of our romantic relationship from becoming new parents over the last four years. There was a lot to learn and a lot of effort and willingness required on our parts to fix the issue and move forward, but only in short, intense combo bursts outside of which we have been very happy because we feel in control of it. Hopefully, some of you can read this and learn a few things to help your relationships. If I had to recommend one thing, it would be the take back of the day. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. And that's a wrap for OP. It ended up being all okay. Wow. My mind is blown in a good way. Blown in a good way. Yeah. No, I, I'm like, it's cool that she was able to like admit where she had misstepped and OP was able to do the same. Yeah. Like it, it oftentimes these stories can just like, it gets to that point where it's right about to just derail and just completely go off the deep end. But then they were able yeah. to like sit down, actually understand each other, go to couples counseling, which sounded like it, it was very effective mm -hmm. and figure out all of these things. And ultimately the wife did yeah. listen and put a stop to it, which was, which is yeah. great. You know, and the thing I think is that's interesting about like a place like this is it could easily have gone both oh, ways. Yeah. Like you, 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 they didn't really know. And, um, and luckily it, it went a good way. It's beautiful to see. 
beautiful to see. 100%. Beautiful end. But I would love to know what you would do with this situation. If you saw the beginning of like an emotional affair happening in your relationship, what steps do you think you would take to remedy that? And also, have you ever been in a situation like this before? I would love to hear your answers. Put your answers in the comments. And with that, I think this is a wrap. We'll see you on the next one. Oh, also, if you want to submit a story, you should call us immediately at... 440-508-6567. Can't wait to hear your stories. We'll play them on the show, and we'll see you on the next one. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an episode from Deep Within the Archives. Time for OKOP Rewired. Friend prank calls me at work, so I created a fake paternity lawsuit to destroy his life. I feel like that's a little bit of escalation, but what is the prank, though? If it's a crazy, crazy, awful prank, maybe the punishment fits the crime. You know, maybe. Uh, but And also, you know, you heard of that phrase, go big or go home. He's just... Trying to do things to the best of his, you know. I never, thought you were gonna say, "Have you ever heard of that phrase? Just a prank, bro." And I was about to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I held it in. I held it. I held it tight. There might be, there might be one that slips out in this story, though. There might, be, might be one. There might be one. Ten years ago, a friend of mine prank called me several times in my office over the course of a day. What was he saying? The worst act known to man. Was he like? Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> then I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Let's play a game. Great green sweater you wore today. <laughs> It'll serve great as a body bag. Oh, my God. Um, I, I don't think he even says what what the friend pranks. Let's 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 see. Um, I decided in that moment, one, I would not stand for this. And two, rather than entering into a long protracted quagmire of a prank war i would use the nuclear option and end it immediately for a prank your face you were so stunned i'm just like bro it escalated so fast it's like he calls me at work leaves a couple prank calls and then it's like i'm gonna end this my whole man's career yeah it's basically like i feel i filled your your coffee cup with like soap water or something and then you're like I'm going to murder your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just absurdly over the top. Yeah, you know, there's no need. There's no need. No need at all. My friend, Mike. Friend. friend. <laughs> My friend, Mike, was, well, was a well-known local bartender. I worked at the same bar as a bouncer. And he was very much enjoying the single life at the time, if you know what I mean. Ah, as in sleeping around. Mm -hmm. Facts which I knew I could take advantage of. Oh my of. god, dude. OP is a mastermind. <laughs> dude, He's what a like, menace. I know this sausage has been in many caves, oh, and so dude. I'm going to make sure that sausage pays. Bro, that sausage is a cave membership. Just, <laughs> just like swiping away. Membership going yeah, exactly. into every cave that is in the cave network. I need every bad bitch up in Equinox. <laughs> need to know right now if you freaking not. Soon, a plan began to form. 
This is evil. I would have him served with a fake paternity suit while he was working at the bar. Genius. Wow. Dude. (gasps) This is such an escalation. Man does a prank call. He gets a fake paternity suit. Wait wait till you see the steps he went through. It's it's incredible. So I compiled a ton of free online documents, not just the good old paternity suit, you know, regular schmegular stuff, but also income disclosure forms, statements of paternal rights and suggested visitation schedules pending demonstrable proof of sobriety. Wow. He he's going all all the way in full send. I filled out all the forms and then smeared what looks like a date received stamp as proof that they had been filed. And I ran copies to make those stamps even more illegible. So he's basically trying to like, you know, fudge it up to make it seem like, oh, this is like a copy of a copy. It's, It's been through the system. From there, I crafted a backstory to include a cover letter. You did a backstory? Oh, my God, dude. OP. The escalation is so high. Yo, I crafted a backstory that included a cover letter from the fictional mother's fake law firm, the nearby city family law center on letterhead and everything. He even made a fake law office. Dude, this wow. has to be illegal. This is it I mean, has to be. It's a great prank. I mean, this guy is going to the upteenth degree okay. to, to execute. My God. Um, you, you really gotta honestly Give like credit though. 10 out of 10 for like execution. Effort. Yeah. God. Uh yeah, imagine he, he like the guy finds out he's like, man, this ruined my life. But damn, if you didn't put in the good old college effort here. (laughs) Or it's like, damn, this ruined my life. And he kills himself. (laughs) Yup. But that would be the best reverse prank. You know? Flees to Cuba. Leaves a a suicide. No. Commits. Flees to Cuba. So he... he, Oh, he's uh, OP, OP thinks will think. that he committed suicide. Yes, he but doesn't come out like just, gotcha. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm committed to living in Cuba for the rest yeah, of my yeah. life to get back. I yeah. mean, that's the and nuclear then option. On his, to his deathbed, name. he's like, yes. bitch, you think you have a life? He'll he'll walk into the room as he's like on a ventilator. Like, it's you, and then he pulls the plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my God, this guy. Yeah, we just yeah we just created a very very dark movie out of this. Um, I would watch that movie. It was just a prank. Colon, bro. <laughs> um, the mother was an Irish exchange student visiting the area the previous summer. She had only been with Mike, so she knew that the baby, Eliza, was his. Wow. The details. Incredible. Does he know that like he hooked up with a, a Irish exchange student? No oh, wonder. that's a good question. Let's see if it says it, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. The cover letter encouraged Mike to call during regular office hours to discuss arranging a DNA test to confirm perinity. I set up a generic voicemail for the number listed as the office on the letterhead. Oh my God. He set up a voicemail. He literally created too. a whole number for this. Imagine he started getting like inquiries like, yeah. you know, Sutherland Family Law Center. I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> well, Starts a whole business. Yeah. It becomes, uh, have you seen? Better uh, call Saul. No, no, no. Is that like the premise of that? He's like a fake lawyer? Well, he's like a real-ish lawyer. He's the the lawyer in uh, Breaking Bad. And they did a spinoff show. 
I was thinking of um, Catch Me If You Can, which is like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Like, taking yeah. to be a doctor. Yeah. Uh, like Forging all, all the papers. I mean, he's like, OP forged all these papers, so why not? He, he could do it if he really wanted to pull it off. By the end, the paperwork was somewhere between 20 and 25 pages long. Good God. Wow. I enlisted another friend, not known by Mike, to serve the documents and instructed him to do so around 10 p.m. on a Saturday evening. Oh, this is the level of savagery is is it's too high. It's too much. I told him to keep the interaction very simple. Imagine the dude just like beats him to like beats him to a yeah is like like don't tell me this kill the messenger i wasn't able to be the bar back because i knew i would be laughing too hard but based on eyewitness reports it played out like this friend are you mike last name mike yeah friend mike middle name last name mike yes friend drops the folder on the bar mike What's that? Friend. A paternity suit. You've been served. Turns around and immediately leaves the bar. Shit. (laughs) Wow. The theatrics of this are crazy. The next line is great. (laughs) Mike. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) He already knows. Oh, my God. Mike read through the packet, shakily pouring himself several drinks. Then he ran over to the bar owner, who was aware of the prank, to ask what to do. He also called the number on the letterhead, but sadly did not leave a voicemail. A solid 10 minutes after intense psychological revenge, the owner finally told Mike he should closely read the letterhead of the packet. On it, in size 2 font, read, Go fuck yourself, Mike. Wow. At which point... Mike ran to the front door and punched me in the chest. Oh, my God. Good God. Wow. Well, there is an update. Let's hear the update. Several months later, Mike was on a trip across the country. He had left his car at home with his mom, who generously had it washed for him. Mike, for some reason, kept the paternity suit paperwork in the driver's side door. Oh, no. No, mommy. No. During the course of the car wash, his mother found it and read the entire thing, then called him sobbing in the middle of the night, asking why he hadn't told her about her bastard Irish granddaughter. (laughs) This is the most beautiful story ever. I mean, you kind of have to respect op it's like the prank that keeps on giving the the level yeah like dedication like his dedication went so far that it just unraveled an entirely new layer of of, of prank of, of prank yeah Salute. OP power you to got you. it this boss ain't happy see uh, what's wrong boss we're running low on respect this podcast ain't got enough five-star ratings on Spotify. What do we do, boss? Yeah, boss. Yo, the one listening. Go to OKOP's profile page on Spotify. Click about and then give us five stars, capiche? They did, boss. Ah, beautiful. Now we're the most respected family in this goddamn town. Thanks, listener. You're now an honorary member of our family. Remember, we take care of our own. <laughs> 